Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today we've got an exciting show lined up for you. It's especially exciting to me because it's a follow-up program based on some of the recent interviews we actually did on location at the National Congress of American Indians. Right now I'm back in my studios in Northern California, but we've got some... Very important people who are joining us today. They're actually folks who were with me and many of you at the National Congress of American Indians not all that long ago in Southern California. And they are Orlo and Alma Ransom. Orlo and Alma, it's good to have you with us on today's show. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Well, many people know your names because not only have you been on the radio show before, I think both of you, but... Uh, Orlo, you've, I think, told me you've been attending NCAI for some 20 years. Uh, you're both, of course, Native, uh, members of the Mohawk tribe there at Akwesasne. Uh, some people know it as St. Regis Mohawk there in uh, New York, upstate New York, and into Canada. But, uh, Alma, you've been very active at NCAI and in the Native American Affairs for, for many years. Both of you are well-known. Tell me a little bit about the interesting connection that came up at NCAI. Tell us about uh, how you learned about some special medical help uh, for Orlo. Well, uh, doctor, you know, I've been involved with the diabetes, uh, and I worked with the uh, uh, Seventh-day Adventist, the booths there, and I would have all this blood work going on, and the uh, International BioCare Hospital and Wellness Center was set up nearby, nearby, and um, uh, it came time when... Um, they seen me walk. Yeah, they saw him walking around, and they mm -hmm. detected and wondered why, what's, what's going on, because with his Parkinson's, it, it, it's, it's a different gait to his walk, and... Um, mm -hmm. When you have Parkinson's, it, it's it's a crushing thing because there's everybody's telling you there's no cure, there's no there's no light at the end of the tunnel, and these people were so positive and said that they could, um, they they have facilities at this bio care that could uh, help them. That word help just shone a light on our life, and Orlo was interviewed by them, seen his conditions, and he'll tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah, Orlo, we're excited about this story, and I think many of our regular listeners, before we uh, you know, hear your firsthand account, know about International BioCare, uh, a prominent Native American, has, uh, I know, been really championing BioCare, talking about their services. I know he's been helped, and he's been trying to help other First Nation peoples get help at that facility. So he was responsible, my understanding, for encouraging them to come to NCAI, NCAI have this booth there, 
And so you and Alma get acquainted with them. Tell us, Orlo, what your assessment was of your interaction with them at the National Congress of American Indians. You mean the doctors? Yeah, yeah. What did you think when you met these folks? Did they seem like they were reputable? They sounded very positive. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they insisted that they could help me with my problem. And they've had they've cured some people that had the same problem. So uh, we, we talked for a while, and they, and they kind of get it. Get up, if I was all right, I, don't, I didn't have sugar. I don't have sugar, and I don't. My heart's good. Everything was positive. Mm -hmm. Except mm -hmm. the Parkinson's. So they said, they offered to help me, so I, I, I took it. I said, well, why not? Now, Orlo, you and I have spoken before, and I know your background. You were someone who worked for many years doing some very dangerous and difficult work where Parkinson's would have... Uh, been something that would have cost you your life. Tell us a little bit uh, on air about your background. Well, I've, I've been doing uh, iron work over 60 years, and I walk high beams, narrow beams, and I, uh, I enjoyed my work. I wasn't scared. And, uh, I liked it. I, mean, I enjoyed it. So you'd be you'd tell me if tell me if I understand this right, Orlo. You'd be actually building some of these skyscrapers, maybe in New York City or other places. You'd be up what sixty, seventy stories or more. Is that right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were up to eighty floors. Worked on the Bellevue Hospital. Had eighty floors. Worked on the Newburgh Beacon Bridge. It's two hundred feet above the water. I've been over that bridge, uh, Newburgh Beacon or Beacon Newburgh Bridge. Uh, right. Yeah, that is. So, y for those who are listening in, if they're not familiar with Parkinson's, it's a neurologic disorder affects the nervous system. Many people, uh, one of the earliest signs they have is a tremor. They're they're shaking, and of course, it can affect. Uh, at least in medical circles, we speak about it affecting. You know, your postural uh, recognition, if you will. You might have trouble starting your movements. You may have trouble stopping movements. Clearly, Parkinson's disease is not something compatible with working on steel structures hundreds of feet above the ground, right? Absolutely. He'd walk on ridges, you know, and uh, like uh, get up on the roof and walk on top of the roof. On the, on the ridge, and, well, that, that's how steady he was on his feet. And now his his walk is uncertain. It's been uncertain, but it was like, we're going to NCAI because it's in San Diego, and this is darn for sure that it'll be our last trip, you know? Wow, I didn't realize that. To have him snap out of it, like... After he got done with the uh, bio care, they had stem cell uh, treatment there, and um, he looked so good when he came out of there, when they got done with the procedure and everything that they have to offer there. And the hope that he has is, is a, the challenge of going downhill is gone. He is. 
He is doing well. He's not afraid to walk. He's not afraid of falling. And it, they gave him so much confidence that he, it's, it's wonderful. And we met some beautiful people that have been all over the world to different clinics, and they said, we're here because this is the best. These people have money that can go anywhere. Hmm. And they're saying that this is the best as far as they can compare. They can make comparisons with other facilities, I suppose. But we were very, very well treated. The doctors that were there um, were on hand every day, 16 patients in there and 14 doctors in the building is absolutely excellent care in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Usually you see your doctor five minutes uh, once a day. If you're sleeping while you don't, you don't see them. And these people are there 24 hours a day. The treatment he got is, I was there in a semi-private room with him. And um, I know, I know what excellent care he got there and the improvement the improvement is the hope that he got and he's happy you know we were sad we were sad Mm. when we went there but we had to start with we had almost no place to go this this was a chance and we took it and we thank god we always thank God every day. Every day is Thanksgiving for us, but it, mm. it, it meant so much to go there. And they brought us back to the airport. The care is, is un, un, you can't compare it. They're caring for you every day. And uh, it, it just made them feel so special. And everybody's happy now. He's talking well. We understand everything he said. And he's not; his hands are not shaking. Really? No. This is this is a remarkable story. Tell tell us a little bit more, Orlo. <clears throat> I'm in for our oxygen treatment in the tank. Mm-hmm. It was pressurized. I was in there for 45 minutes. So you were getting the hyperbaric oxygen treatments. Did that seem yeah. to make a difference yeah. for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm all very fascinated by this because. Many of you who heard the shows, I'm speaking to my listeners now, uh, I've got Alma and Orlo on the phone connection with me, and and we're no longer at NCAI in San Diego where we were uh, a few months ago. We're actually recording this in November of 2015, if you're curious. But what I learned there, really, I had really not heard much about international bio care prior to my arrival. I started meeting people, First Nation peoples who'd been down to the facility, and Orlo, you and Alma, I think were like me. You really didn't know anything about this center to speak of uh, until this recent NCAI Congress. And right. We just found out about it. Okay. You're going to have to speak louder, Doc. Okay, so, so we're in the same boat. Basically, you're meeting these people for the first time at International BioCare. You, they're there at NCAI. And what was your reaction, Orlo, as you were seeing them during the convention? Did either one of you, you or Alma, take any note of them for the several days you were there? Well, we were 
we did a couple of days before the minister. We started talking, and they approached me, and they says, we could help you. They said, what's wrong? I said, I got Parkinson's. I said, I don't know where I got it, and I don't know how I got it. Because I, I don't smoke, and I don't drink. Well, to me, the amazing thing is, you know, in medical circles, when we talk about Parkinson's, we're talking about really a disease that is not felt to be curable. And really, usually we're just trying to slow the progress of Parkinson's. Now, I'll be honest with you, even though I met the folks at International BioCare when I was there, and I'll let our listeners know, they invited me, I think, on one of the shows to run down to Tijuana. I actually did that when I was in San Diego. They're not paying for this show. They have nothing to do with this uh, particular broadcast. They had nothing to do, by the way, with any of our, our programs. They're not uh, uh, sponsoring the show or anything like that. But I was impressed with what they were doing. But I thought they were mainly treating cancer and autoimmune diseases. Usually we don't put Parkinson under that umbrella. But they clearly were doing things for you, including stem cell treatments. I, I didn't make that connection. Well, uh, doctor, the, there are cancer patients there. Mo the greater number that I met, uh, I was free. I, I was free and met a lot of people there had colon cancer and young and young and uh, several others had Parkinson's. One was a in particular, a fairly young person that was a ski and snowboard instructor from Colorado mm. that was there. And um, he was all smiles because uh, he had no place to go and that his career was over, you know, because of uh, the Parkinson's. He's been confirmed on it, and um, he was all smiles when he left. I'm not, I, I can't compare how he was when he first came there, but he was extremely pleased, he says, and I'm going to tell all my friends, all my friends, uh, and whoever will listen, that this place is <laughs> is, is the place to go. And um, th many, many other cancer uh, and operations are taking place uh, there and all kinds of uh, treatment. Tremendous. We have to step away just for a minute. We've got a break uh, that we're just heading into, but we've got more with Alma and Orlo Ransom coming up, encouraging words throughout Indian country for a host of diseases. Stay tuned. We've got more on today's edition of American Indian Living. Don't go away. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. My name is Florence A.Q. For lunch today, I had grilled chicken and squash. I am Zuni Indian, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. My name is D. Dakota Denesosi. I turned the TV off and took my nieces and nephews for a walk. We saw two jackrabbits, an eagle, and zero cartoons. I'm from the Dene Nation, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. 
Science has proven that if we lose as little as 10 pounds by walking briskly for 30 minutes, five days a week, and make healthier food choices, we can prevent diabetes. My name is Barbara Akisakbuk Curtis. I'm losing weight and being more active. I am Alaskan Inupak Eskimo, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. For more information on how to prevent diabetes, talk to your health care provider. For free materials, call the National Diabetes Education Program at 1-800-438-5383 and ask for the power to prevent diabetes. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is Meryl Streep. Over the years, I have played some characters you could call controlling, but the truth is there's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can colorectal cancer. It affects men and women, and it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., which is astounding, considering it's almost entirely preventable. Here's how. Most colon cancers start as polyps, and screening helps find polyps so they can be removed before they even turn into cancer. Screening also finds this cancer early, when treatment works best. For me, screening was simple and quick. It was no big deal, except for the huge sense of relief you feel afterwards. There are several tests that you can choose from. If you're 50 or older, you should talk to your doctor. Decide which one's right for you. Take control. Do everything you can to prevent colon cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. We're speaking today with Orlo and Alma Ransom. They are members of the Mohawk Nation there, Aquasasne, in Upper uh, upstate New York, as well as uh, into Canada, reservation in, in both countries. Many of you know Orlo and Alma. If you're active in Indian country, they uh, have been influential people at the national level for many years. But now we're talking about a new sphere of influence that Alma and Orlo have, uh, especially because of Orlo's amazing story, diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and uh, what we're hearing about is some remarkable help. But Orlo, I'm sure many of the folks listening have the same question I have, and that is just how bad were you doing before you went to Tijuana, and how much improvement have you made? Tell us. Well, I was I, I there a couple of times. I had to watch, watch how I walk, so I don't trip. And my left side was a little slow. Like I had a stroke, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it wasn't. And I was, I didn't like to drive because I had bad weave. Mm. I would, I would lose the control of the car a little bit. Now I can drive, and they cured me of that. And it was uh, a <clears throat> the treatment center was really amazing. IV all, all day. They, they fed us real good, what we like. Went for oxygen in the morning, even with IV on, pressurized tank with oxygen. So you were getting what we call hyperbaric oxygen treatments, where they put you in this, uh, I saw that tank when I was visiting the facilities. They actually put you in there just like you're uh, 
it, it kind of reproduces if you were diving, going underwater, right? Yes, exactly. So, Orlo, tell me a little bit more about what it was like as far as just walking, just getting around before you went down there and how much easier it is to walk or, or is your walking just as difficult now as it was before you went there? Oh, no, there's an improvement. My wife can tell you that. And I, I tripped a couple of times before that. Now I'm good. So you're much more steady on your feet, is that correct? Yes, I'm better on my feet now. And the doctor said it would take a while to really work. And he didn't say how long, but you've got to be patient. So how long were the two of you down there at International BioCare, Alma? Two weeks. Two weeks we we were there. They picked us up at uh, uh, in uh, San Diego and drove us through to Tijuana and right to the door. And welcoming committee was there. Uh, people that we had met at the conference at NCAI were there. Oh God, all the familiar faces and for days didn't know anybody's name to get it straight you know and but dr rodriguez was always up front and um welcoming us and they said this is the beginning and on with the the program and we're going to start right off and by the way the dr rodriguez is is free to come into the uh to preach not preach but to explain uh, the facilities um, capability to any group that would be interested. I met a lot of people of different denominations that were there that are n- normally don't do not go to pills. Don't use pills at all. This is alternative medicine, and they're there mm-hmm. and um, quite di- different. I think you call them denomination. There's some from Canada, some from Alaska, and they're there. They don't believe in uh, pills, but they're there with this. Uh, they, they've had families that have been cured of certain things. This is where Steve McQueen used to be a long time ago. Oh, really? Steve McQueen, the actor, went down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people return, and they bring their families there. There are like uh, facilities, like um, apartments, like nearby for the family to stay for support. And there's detox as well for people that have had certain kind of medication. They're trying to. It's it's unbelievable what what they can do uh, for you to straight. It's all about the blood. They they cure. The cure is is the blood, and um, I mean. Before we before we went there, um, Orlo is a very modest man and wouldn't hold hands in public or anything like that. But it came time when he would grab my wrist to hold on to in public. You know, I know something was going on, and um, and now he he doesn't need my hand anymore. <laughs> so let me see if I understand this right, Alma Orlo was so unstable before you went down to Tijuana that he was actually having to hold on to you while he was walking. Yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, to stand up. To stand up because when he'd first stand up, it would be dizzy. It's not like you jumping up and go. That day is 
was gone, you know, and sometimes he would accept help from us or but by the time he went he was definitely convinced that he's got to get something, you know. So let me ask Orlo something. Orlo, Alma is is saying that really you were going downhill. She said you guys felt it was going to be your last time to NCAI. You're unstable. You're having to hold on to her. You mentioned that you've been falling. How much different has your life changed after two weeks down there? What Give us a little bit more of a sense of what it's like right now. Well, I'm a lot steadier on my feet, and uh, I could do work around the yard and in the garage, but uh, it'll take a while to, be, to get back to 100%. Supposed to be resting, <laughs> but he feels so good. He's doing everything. Wow! And so I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. you. Know people that know me from hosting the show or from other contacts. I'm an internal medicine and preventive medicine specialist, and I'm pretty skeptical about these so-called alternative therapies. Even though that's the arena in which I've done most of my work over the years. I'm still always a little bit uh, cautious before I get too excited about anything. Now, you folks, of course, are lay people. You had this conversation with some folks who were strangers to you at NCAI, but something that they said gave you confidence to leave the country and go down to Mexico. I mean, this is not typically what most Native Americans are doing right now. So what was it about your initial contact with the folks at International BioCare that gave you such confidence? We've got a friend right there, Bob. Okay. So another First Nations friend of yours had gone down there, had gotten tremendous help. They gave him 90 days to live. And he went there and... He got his color back. He was walking around real snappy, handling the suitcases like nothing. Hmm. Yeah. We, when he was led out of the hospital, he was given out of the hospital where the big shots go, you know, and he, and they had said that he can't. There's nothing for him. About 90 days uh, would be max for him, and and to see him get out of that car, come around the car, and looking so well as if something's happened here. Mm. And um, and from there, from there we said, uh, well, I guess uh, it comes down to the bottom line is they have access to medicine that is not allowed in this country. Mm. Canada or U.S. We're on a border here. We know what's going on in Canada and uh, uh, U.S. and and these people have licenses in the United States and have worked in Canada, both places. But because of the quality and the, what they have access to as far as medical stuff, uh, that's what everybody there is saying. Because we can get the medicine here that's not allowed in the U.S. Hmm. That's the bottom line is what they've been telling the patients that are, have been there. <clears throat> over the years with um, pancreas disease that have gotten better. You know, when you hear that word pancreas business, you, 
you make preparation, you know. And here these people have recovered. It means it means a lot to hear something like that when you're when you're looking at a certain end. Sorry to talk like this, but that's how scared we were. No, no. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and, and your story is a compelling one, and it's compelling to me, especially because I'm learning about what they're they're doing down there at International BioCare. I know about some of the things you talked about, the vitamin uh, therapy, the uh, IVs that they give, the hyperbaric treatments. I know about a lot of the natural therapies, but this is new to me, some of the, the drug therapy or uh, maybe we'd say investigational drugs here in the U.S., but we want to hear more from you guys. Are you able to stay by a little bit longer and talk more about your experience? Well, it's it's uh, we're going to wait a little while, and I am sure that if we get the opportunity, we're going to go back. Okay. They helped Orlo. Okay, we got to step away just for another minute or two. We will be back with more from Orlo and Alma Ransom. We're speaking about treatment for diseases that may be hopeless, giving you hope. We'll be back with more on today's edition of American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. I'm Karen, and two very important people in my life, my husband and my father, have been diagnosed with atrial fibrillation. Atrial fibrillation, or AFib, is a type of irregular heartbeat. People with AFib are five times more likely to have a stroke than people without AFib. Talk with a healthcare professional today about your risk and learn how to manage AFib to prevent a stroke. Visit stroke.org slash AFib to learn more. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. 
Here again is Dr. DeRose. Dr. David DeRose back with Alma and Orlo Ransom. We're speaking about an amazing journey. Some First Nation peoples, uh, enrolled members of the Mohawk Nation, Akwesasne, there in upstate New York and Canada, who actually traveled down to uh, Mexico based on a contact they made both at the National Congress of American Indians as well as the testimony and the living example of another Native American who uh, had been to this facility. Orlo, you've been telling us about your experience, Parkinson's disease, getting worse and worse. You go down, spend two weeks in Mexico. Your life is turned around. Uh, So what are you doing now with your life, Orlo? Well, I take care of the house. What's got to be done? Getting ready to make my trip. And... uh, I see the improvement in my, in my walk, in my, in my steadiness. And uh, before that, I was dangerous of falling over. Mm. Still got to be careful. And uh, it was, they, were, they, were, they were amazing. Now, Orlo, a lot of us in medical circles understand that Parkinson's can not only affect movement, but it can also affect mental clarity. Some people with Parkinson's have trouble with dementia. Were you showing any signs of memory difficulties or other problems with your thinking that have improved? Absolutely none. Okay, so no problems before you went, and, of course, then no problems currently. Right. Okay. But uh, it was uh, my walk, and I was walking slow and unsteady. My wife even bought a car for me. Walking cart. Uh huh. That helped a lot when I first had it. Now I don't need it after my treatment. So you needed like a walker to walk around with before the the program, and now you don't need anything like that. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a tremendous story, and I, I know it gives a lot of hope for other people with cancer. Uh, Alma, do you have information about International BioCare? I, I know we didn't talk about this before the show. Do you have any contact information? Because some are probably wondering about that. Uh, info at biocarehospital.com, and they have an office in San Diego. Um, we have uh, Dr. Uh, Romero, and we have Teresa Thames. Teresa Thames is uh, the coordinator there. You can... There's a 800 number there, 800-701-7345. You you can talk to Teresa Thames, just like James, (laughs) and um, she will explain to you um, what is possible. But, my God, it's it's the blood work. I never really paid attention how much. How, how much it affects us, how our blood is um, getting on, you know. And um, they they did quite a bit of uh, the the improvement, you know, like blood clot. We're talking like a blood clot uh-huh. pictures, how it's in a bunch, like um, windy day, everything is in one corner of the pond, you know. And now you look at the same picture of the blood cells, it's like... Babies not attached to one another. To see something like that in two weeks is it, awesome. And um, 
the confidence that Olo now has is, is, is very reassuring and to, to, to the children, to the ki- his kids now that um, he's back on his feet and ready to take on challenges. Uh, we keep telling him he's supposed to rest, but uh, he's feeling so well that um, he's got plans. We want, Some people thought we were going to put Florida on hold. Everything is hooked up, ready to pull out first thing in the morning tomorrow for four months. Wow. We, we are so glad that you guys freed up your schedule. I know when I heard, uh, I heard from Bob, who you mentioned had gotten help down there in Mexico, he said, you've got to get Orlo and Elma on the show. They had just this tremendous experience down there. So when I contacted you guys, you said, well, you better do the show right away because we're headed down to Florida. It's going to be you know, hard to catch up with us. So, I mean, that was, I'm just thankful that you guys have freed up time. And you've mentioned so many interesting things. Let me see if I understand this because I'm trying to follow along with what you're saying. I know they do a lot with the blood there at International BioCare. They showed me some of their equipment. And I think what you're describing, Alma, is uh, what we call sludging of the blood. In medical circles, the, the red blood cells can clump together, and then this can impair the circulation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they were actually showing how your blood improved, Orlo. Did they actually look at your own blood and show improvement? They separated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Little cells uh, separated. They they gave us pictures of it as as uh, it was Im- improving. And uh, listen, as Native Americans, we are familiar with alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, until you need stitches, you don't go to the doctors. We take care of ourselves. But when we're looking at this uh, type of uh, the Parkinson's disease is not something that you can heal yourself. You may treat yourself quite a bit, uh, take care of yourself quite a bit, but this is too big. This is too big for us, and we were getting crushed. And um, when we got this little hope, normally we're chicken to just go, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we dropped everything, and we went. We went when the opportunity came, and no one that we've been meeting has ever said, we can help you. Everybody said that it was a process that was going to go on, and it's not reversible. So to hear something positive, we jumped on it, and um, we're watching him very, very carefully to see how he's changing back to his old self. Well, he's back to his old self, all right. He hollers at us. <laughs> and I'm not sure I went. Tell us, Orlo, what, 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 do you, what do you have to share? I said, I'm glad I went. I think there's a lot of people who are excited about your story, and I want to make sure that I've got the contact number. I know you gave a number of contacts, Alma. Let me make sure I've got the correct toll-free number. What I've jotted down is 1-800-701-7345. Seven three four five. Did I get that correct? Yes. And www.biocarehospital.com. Okay, so the website is biocarehospital.com. And the phone number, again, 1-800-701-7345.
speak they speak English very very well. Everybody does. So even though the clinics in Mexico, you didn't feel there was a language barrier at all. Not at all. Absolutely not. Not at all. Uh huh. And Orlo, you know, I'm just thinking here, you and I were together, I think, at an NCAI Congress maybe a couple of years ago. Yes. And I think we actually did an interview uh, that I don't think we ever were able to air. I think it was one of the, sh sometimes we have some short clips that don't fit in with any of the other programs. Uh, I'm wondering, what would you think if we aired that at the conclusion of today's show? Would you be open to us doing that? Sure, if we could help somebody else. Wonderful, because, I mean, just talking with you over the phone, it seems like you are talking better. Now, granted, uh, the interview I did was a while, was, was older, so, you know, you were speaking better then than you were probably just before you went down to international bio care. But I think it's remarkable. I can even hear the difference over the phone that you really are improved. This is not just something that, that you're making up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful thing. Now, uh, how long it lasts, we don't know, but we're we're riding the wave. That's nice. Well, that's great. What about other questions that may come to people's minds? Some are worried about traveling into Mexico. They've heard it's dangerous there. Did you feel at any point that during the travel there or while you were at the facility that you were in any danger? Absolutely not. A, a limousine picked us up. The limousine picked us up, went through customs with them, and they brought us back through. It, uh, uh, I came shopping. They brought me in the limousine to shop and took me back and took us to church on Sunday morning. They took us to a church, and um, they know when church is over, the limousine is there and took us back to the hospital. They they treat you very very well. I mean, we were positive. Everything was positive all the time. And you know, you you're it's true. You're apprehensive, but we didn't care. We were our fears were before we went there was about something else. And um, getting there was nice people. Everybody spoke uh, English. The stores, everybody spoke English, you know, and well, it was a great experience. It's a great experience. I recommend it to anyone else. Uh, but the major things that I saw there was the colon cancer and the pancreas cancer. Those people are there. Mm. They have heard of so much cures that came out of there on those things. And um, blood disease is, is, is the thing. I really was amazed. Until it hits you, you don't pay attention, you know. Um, that's, that's our experience here, and we're happy Dad is on his feet, getting dressed up. Heck, the other day he went to a funeral. Wow. He got dressed up and went to a funeral, you know. And and that wouldn't have happened a month or two ago. No, no. Military funeral. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So I thank you for... Um, thinking of us at a time like this when we're so happy you know really really we are thankful and um being thanksgiving i wish you thanksgiving <laughs> well that's right i mean we're recording this show actually if some are wondering when in november it's being recorded we are recording actually the day after thanksgiving 
So Orlo and Alma, you've reminded us throughout Indian country that there's a lot to be thankful for. And even if you don't see resources immediately available at the tribal health center or other health facilities in your neck of the woods, so to speak, there are other options. And people throughout Indian country are traveling to places like Mexico and to international bio care and uh, they're getting help. So thanks for giving us that very encouraging message at this time of the year. This, this past Tuesday, I made my presentation on this to the Tribal Council of um, the Mohawks of Northern New York. Mm -hmm. I made my presentation to them, and they were very, very interested. So they know a lot of people that may be... Um, that they can talk to and consider this. They were interested because it was considering how Orlo and I at our age just dropped everything and went. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it, 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 they were impressed with that. And um, I didn't tell them it's because we were scared. <laughs> okay. So I, I thank you for your time and Orlo's feeling well. Thank you. Well, we do have to go, but before you folks run, one more time, the number for International BioCare, one 800 701-7345 that's 800-701-7345 although Alma and Orlo have to step away we've got a special feature featuring an older interview with Orlo you don't want to miss that we'll have it in our final segment of today's edition of American Indian Living don't go away today's broadcast has been pre-recorded however if you have questions about today's show or would like further information please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. What I say, you already know, but you don't believe. You won't accept, you don't conceive. When you're inside your car, you feel safest of all. Are you safe? Are you? Two tons of sheet metal in your hands. Two tons don't run on autopilot. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Oh, you've done it before. What's the harm? Just this once. There's no alarm. Got your hands on the wheel? No big deal. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org, a public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who would rather help keep your bones strong than put them back together. We are here to say a word about cancer. When you talk to someone who has been diagnosed with cancer, be positive. Be supportive. That's it. Stop right there. Don't start telling them about your Uncle Vern. Or the next-door neighbor. Don't be grim. And try not to disappear, either. Don't cross to the other side of the street. Don't stop calling. Don't cry. Don't ever say, you're living my worst nightmare. You know who you are. Here's the important part. Be positive. Be positive. Se positivo. Say these words. You will do great. Keep calling. Check in. Be a friend. Or be a new friend. Be a supportive. Positive friend. Smile. Try not to be afraid. Or act afraid. Fear is not useful. Be a funny, hopeful human being. If you come across cancer, let it transform you into your most positive self. And inspire. Urge. Fortify. Rally. Encourage someone to do great. This message brought to you by Cancer Survivors.
For more information, to hear stories or share your own, visit DoGreatCampaign.com. Do great. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose. We are uh, doing something very special in this final segment of today's edition of American Indian Living. You heard Alma and Orlo Ransom telling about their amazing journey to Mexico and the improvement in health that Orlo has received. I thought you would enjoy hearing a segment. I went through our files here after my phone-based interview and saw it was back in 2013 when I was at a National Congress of American Indians event in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was their national meeting in that venue, and I did have an opportunity to interview Orlo. It's one of those segments. Sometimes when you're doing short segments, you can't always uh, put them all into a single show, so I've had this sitting on the shelf, if you will, and I thought it was a great time to pull it out. Uh, Orlo didn't have his Parkinson's as bad, apparently, as it was just uh, recently before he went down to Mexico, but gives you a little bit more feel of the man who we've been speaking with on the show, we're going to close our segment with that, some reflections uh, from Orlo Ransom as we wind up today's edition of American Indian Living. Across from me is another familiar face, uh, a friend from over the years, Orlo Ransom. Orlo, it's great to have you with us. It's great to be here. Orlo, many people know you. They know your wife, Alma. You've been very active in Indian country, not just in your neck of the woods there with the uh, St. Regis uh, Mohawk tribe, but really taking an active role in Indian country. How long have you been coming to these uh, National Congress meetings? Any idea? Oh, it's got to be at least 15 years. Okay. I know whenever I'm here, I see you. Yeah. And so it's great to have you in the studio. One of the things that we value about having tribal elders on the show is just you have a perspective over time that younger folks don't have. And I'm just very interested on today's show for you to tell us what you see happening at this convention, what you see happening in Indian country, like St. Regis Mohawk, do you feel that things are, are going pretty pretty well there? Oh, yes, it's going good. Mm-hmm. It's going good. We've got a bunch of gas stations, restaurants, and we've got a, other industries that we, we hire. Our casino hires half of them are non-natives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We hire the Salona community. And they're doing good. The profits from the casino run and helps pay for the clinic. Mm-hmm. The road, the road up, keep it on time. Okay. And the water for the elders to get free water. Uh huh. And they donate money to the children's fund. And they 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 don't hand out the money. If you want money, go to work, get a job. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to go on welfare. None, none, none of our, most of our men, my men and my reservation work on high steel. Uh-huh. They work in New York, Boston, bridges and building. Right, right. It's uh, very hard work, strenuous, dangerous, very dangerous. I've worked as high as 80 floors. 80 floors, because you did that for a career, right? Right. I worked on the Prudential Building in Boston. So you were up putting those girders up there. Yeah, columns and beams, yeah. 
Maybe you have some insight into this, Orlo, but I've, I've always heard for years that Native Americans seem to have some special talent for that high steel work that doesn't bother them working up on the heights. Is that true? Not all of them Indians will do it. About 90% of us, 95% of us uh-huh. do it. It just seems to come natural. Huh. So it wasn't scary to you to be up there at no. 80, 80 stories? It is on a, on a windy day. <laughs> that would be. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not uh, a real uh, individual who thrives on heights. And so I, my, my hat really goes off to you because that's, that's just incredible work. I worked on Newburgh Beacon Bridge for Bethlehem Steel. I think it was two years there. Okay, over the Hudson River. Yeah. Okay, I, I drove over that bridge many times when I was See, living in upstate New York. There's two bridges there. Was the beacon. The first one is a better bridge. Okay. And that's the one you built? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's uh, 95 feet to the water, the bottom of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And that's another 80 some odd feet for the top part. Almost 200 feet above the water. Okay. That's that's high up. Yeah. I, I like bridge work better. You like that better than building those skyscrapers, yeah. huh? Well, I appreciate what you're sharing, Orlo, because you're someone who's been actively employed doing some very important uh, projects over the years. And you're saying, in Indian country, we don't need more handouts from the government. We would like to partner with the government, see them helping us develop more industries. Right, and, and, exactly. Uh-huh. So it's, so basically what you're doing is you're you're helping people in certain areas, but you're also trying to help them make sure that they're gainfully employed. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great, great model, and I, I appreciate your comments about saying what can we do, not just in Indian country, but instead of the government looking at the solution to being giving more benefits or more money, what can we do that actually helps people be gainfully employed? At one time, there was a lot of work. There's only six families on welfare, hmm. and we've got uh, 25,000 Indians. And this is the St. Regis Mohawk? Yes. 25,000 tribal members. Yeah. I mean, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. Let me ask you this question. What about your own health journey? Because I know you've had some bumps along the road, but what kind of insights as, a, as an elder do you have about things we can be doing for the health of people throughout Indian country? I think we should uh, stop selling cigarettes. Mm. We've we, we got our own cigarette places because it's tax-free. Mm-hmm. And that people take advantage of it, naturally. But uh, as far as health, what our problem is sugar, sugar diabetes. Mm-hmm. It's our biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been fortunate. I never got heavy. I'm almost 190, mm-hmm. 200, 185, mm-hmm. around there. And uh, I got nephews that are big, and I was fortunate that I never got heavy. No, you're right. It makes a big difference. The more weight you carry, the greater the likelihood that you're going to have trouble with diabetes. Right. So I'm 77. I appreciate your message because what you're saying is not only do we need to take responsibility on the industry side, we need to take responsibility on our health side. Yeah, sure. So, Orlo, if we were to speak about kind of your own health journey, you one of the secrets you're telling me of, to why you're doing as well as you are in your late 70s is you've kept your weight down. But, and I worked hard all my life. I think that's a huge thing. Very hard. But I, I loved the, the raising steel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, I, it was, I was a thrill to put, put steel up. I worked in atomic plants, 
Uh-huh. I wrote down, I miss the parents. Okay. And when you're done, you actually see that you accomplished something, right? right? You can look exactly. at the finished yeah. product. Yep. Or in the case of the Newburgh Beacon Bridge, you can drive over the bridge, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great. When I worked construction, I, I got hurt. I fell two floors in New York, in New York City. Mm. I fell from the ninth floor to the seventh. Wow. 22 feet. I never smoked on a job. Uh-huh. The only time I smoked was when I'm drinking beer. But I, after I got better, I, I didn't. Sm- I quit smoking entirely, and I quit drinking beer. Quit mm-hmm. drinking period. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hard for me to quit because I never smoked much. Did you notice an improvement in your health? Is that why you're so passionate about not wanting to sell tobacco uh, uh, on a tribal level? Well, we do. We do sell it. It's an income, and I, I can't knock that down. Right. Right. No, I hear you. Uh, I'm not going to because the government does it too. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying. But but I gathered from your comments earlier that you felt that the heavy use of tobacco was hurting some of your own people. Yeah, it's like alcohol mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and drugs. Right, right. Drugs are the biggest problem. Well, I think one of the most powerful things you're doing, Orlo, just personally, is you're leading by example. You're saying there came a time in my life where I realized the tobacco and the alcohol weren't helping me, and you just left them off, right? Right. That's 25 years ago. Tremendous. Well, I'll be honest with you. As a physician, at 77, I mean, if you quit in your 50s then, there's a good chance that you and I wouldn't be talking together if you were still smoking and drinking. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I lost a lot of friends to that. Because they thought if you weren't going to smoke or drink, you were, you were acting like you were too good for them? Yep, exactly. Well, some of those friends probably aren't around anymore, are they? No. <laughs> well, that was uh, my interview with Orlo Ransom interviewed back in 2013 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That segment had never been aired until today, but I thought you would enjoy just another picture, another window on a man who shared with us an amazing health story, really seeing the tide turn on his Parkinson's disease. Well, that finishes up today's program. Again, if you want more information about the facility they were talking about, it's called International BioCare. I'm not endorsing the facility. I don't know intimately all they do there. I have visited there. They're not a sponsor of American Indian Living. We're not directly promoting them, but we're just sharing things that have been a benefit to people throughout Indian country. And I know they are trying to make a difference in the lives of Native Americans, uh, making sure they're having a presence at National Congress of American Indians and places like that. So again, International BioCare, their number, one 800 That's 800-701-7345. My understanding is that that is a toll-free number in the United States and Canada. It will get you to an English-speaking person who can answer your questions. Well, that's all the time that we've got on today's edition of American Indian Living. For all of us, I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Service.